A word of warning. What follows includes harrowing testimony and graphic descriptions of human rights violations. The ANC and its military wing, Mkonto Esizwe, bombed various places in South Africa in the 1980s. The late ANC President Oliver Tambo, better known as OR, had formed the Special Operations Unit to take the liberation struggle to the white areas of the country. The apartheid government seized on these explosions as proof of the ANC's terrorist campaign to maim and murder innocent white civilians. These, it believed, were in a different league from Defence Force raids into the frontline states that often killed black women and children. In May 1998, former MK Commissar Abu Bakr Ismail and some of his cadres sought amnesty for bombings that had killed 30 people and injured 350 others. Andri Sateche and Darren Taylor report. In 1961, with the declaration of the Republic, we were given a flag, a medallion, and sweets at school to commemorate Republic Day. My father took these off us and threw them into the fire. He had called all the children together and told us that we were never to wave these flags for a racist country, to eat the sweets, or to have anything to do with those objects. This was the start of my political consciousness. Abu Bakr Ismail is seven years old when he starts thinking about apartheid. Gazing through the bus window on his way to school, Ismail wonders, why do black people live in Soweto and we live in Fredadop? His father then tells him about the National Party, its policies, and the evil of racism. But it is only in 1969, when activist Ahmed Timol dies in police detention, that Abu Bakr Ismail puts his growing consciousness into action. He starts distributing ANC pamphlets illegally. The police detain and viciously assault him. When they finally let him go, they don't realize they have freed a man with a new vision. The whites should come out of their comfort zones. They should no longer be able to enjoy the fruits of apartheid. They should also feel the pain to have an understanding of the pain and suffering of the black people as well. Ismail receives military training in East Germany. Explosives become his speciality. He and Joe Slovo later make up MK's command structure while the South African security forces raid what the apartheid government calls ANC bases in neighboring countries, Ismail pledges to put himself through what Oliver Tambo calls the terrible but cleansing fires of revolution. Comrade Slovo and I, after getting the report on the South African Air Force headquarters, had agreed that this would be a legitimate target and had agreed that an operation undertaken at the right time of the day would strike overwhelmingly at military personnel outside a military target. On May the 20th, 1983, a car bomb exploded outside the South African Air Force headquarters in Church Street, Pretoria. 
19 people were killed, including 11 Air Force officers. The two cadres, comrades Freddy Shongwe and Ezekiel Maseko, who planted the bomb, were killed in the operation. The right wing in South Africa still regards the Church Street bombing as the worst atrocity that the ANC ever committed in the name of the struggle. Ismail and his cadres car bomb injured and maimed 217 people, black and white civilians. Immediately before Ismail takes the stand to testify for amnesty in Pretoria, right-wingers display photos of the aftermath, severed limbs, faces torn by flying glass, and blood flowing down the gutters of the city center street. I regret the deaths of innocent civilians killed in the cause of the fight for justice and freedom. In the course of a war, life is lost. The injury to and the loss of life of innocent civilians sometimes becomes inevitable. But Ismail insists on echoing the words of his political masters and occupying what they call the moral high ground. We fought a just war for a just cause against white supremacy. I am proud of the bravery, discipline and selfless sacrifices of the cadres of the Special Operations Units who operated under my command. Many of them laid down their lives in the pursuit of freedom for all in South Africa. Not many of Ismail's victims are present to listen to the men who blew apart their lives. Advocate Louis Fesser represents those who are. He snaps at Ismail. You weren't brave. You were cowards. How can you bomb a military building in the middle of the city, knowing all along you will kill innocent people? Ismail remains steadfast. Those people there were all part of the military machine. A soldier is a soldier. The soldiers were there to protect and defend that apartheid state. You see, Mr. Ismail, from the point of view of the victims, they find it hard to understand how they could have been part of what was identified as a military machine when some of them were mere typists, telephonists, people who worked with books. What do you say to them? No military machine will work without all these administrative people as well. They are legitimate targets. Fusser glares and Ismail spits. In World War II, the Allies bombed cities. Were they tried? No, they were considered victors over the Nazi beast. When you fight, what do you do? You kill people. The military is the military. They were targets. And you wanted to kill as many of them as possible. That much is clear. Absolutely, certainly. Yes. They tried to kill as many of us. You planned the Church Street bomb to kill as many people as possible, and you weren't concerned with the fact that you were in fact hitting a soft target. So We struck where we could strike. So you engaged in a terrorist war? No, we were not engaged in a terrorist war. Right. Terrorism 
is state terrorism that was in this country that struck at the people of this country. Terrorism is when the state forces went and killed those children at Soweto. Yes. When members of the defense force and the police aimed and fired at school children, then were they being terrorists? We aimed at military personnel.